Well, the Houston Astros seem to be making moves in the trade deadline. Well, kind of. They made a move. Kendall Grayman pitched today. They didn't win, but that's okay. Um, let's hope that these next 24 hours will maybe populate someone like Justin Verlander to be added to this roster. We're going to talk about this and so many other things on tonight's Locked on Astros. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Beer leans back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Astros. Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. And finally, Brett Chansey is back where he's supposed to be, back at his home. Where can they find you out tonight? They can find me at HTML Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stroh's411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stroh's. All right, guys, thank you for making Locked on Astros podcast your first listen every day. Whether it's on YouTube, go and subscribe to us. Go and give us a big fat thumbs up and go and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you check out your podcast. Go and check out the Locked on Astros podcast and become an everyday or somebody that listens to our podcast every day. And we do appreciate everybody that listens to our show, even those that give us um, some criticism and uh, those of y'all that give us compliments. So thank you for everything that y'all do to us and we wouldn't be where we are without all y'all. So thank you for all those here. And I know Dusty Baker's gotten a lot of criticism and he's actually said, guys, let me run my team. Uh, he, I'm sure he wanted to insert some bad words there, but uh, he did not. Uh, but Dana Brown's talking about what he's looking for as the trade deadline deadline uh, ticks down. And then also we look at today's game. It was not a great game. Uh, Jose Arquiti pitched his final game in Corpus Christi. How did that go? And the Rangers made another trade today. They are going all in while the Astros are saying, oh, we just need some bullpen help. That's all we need. So this is some stuff that we're going to talk about. And uh, as the Justin Verlander turns, what's going on with him in New York? Is he happy or is he sad now that Max Scherzer is gone? So we'll talk about this on this edition of the Locked on Astros podcast. So, Brett, today's game was not great. Uh, if you look at the baseball savant, um, there is like no, at no time was there a chance the Astros could have won this game. It was it's all yep. blue here. Eight to two game. Brandon Belak was not the the great Brandon Belak, but uh, sometimes defense and uh, just he just uh, walked too many batters, and it just wasn't the best game. Defense making errors that lead to two and three run doubles is not optimal. Brandon Belak was not great, but he wasn't horrible either. The offense looked absolutely pathetic against a guy who hadn't gone more than two innings in a major league baseball game. How does, and look, I know a lot of our runs at the end of the game were scored off of position players off their, one of their catchers, Pinto, who played today, and he maybe hadn't pitched since high school or college. But how do you go out and make this guy, Littell, look like a freaking Cy Young winner? Look, this team does need starting pitching help, 
But this offense has got to quit dragging their rear ends after they score double-digit runs. They've got to quit doing that. And I'll explain it to you like this. I was talking to a friend of mine about why wasn't Yanner Diaz in there. And I think we can have a level-headed explanation here. If it was a scheduled day off, okay, for Diaz today, all right, because Diaz should have been in there. After the day he had, there's no reason why he should have sat. If this is a pre-planned off day, like, like Dusty said, which I believe it was, players have one or two routines. They have routines when they're off and routines when they're playing. So if he knew two or three days ago he was having an off day, his routine when he got up started with a routine of being off, not being in a full game. So he probably wasn't in game-ready mode. So it's not as easy as just game-time decision, oh, he was hot, let's put him in there. I'm just saying when you talk to pros, they have different routines when they play and when they don't. But this game, you know, Altuve was three for four, Eric. Pena was two for four. The the top of your lineup, the top two guys – did their job. Tucker was one for three. Bregman got a hit. Alvarez got a hit. McCormick, Dubon. But you get 10 hits and you only score two runs. That's not, that's not good baseball. And the errors, the errors early on, it it shows one error. Apparently they took an yeah, error Yeah, they away. changed Belax. Uh, they changed it from an error. So uh, he misplayed it well, and couldn't find it. So they changed it to a hit. And so that took it the, from one earned run uh, two, three unearned runs. So, so if one unearned runs, two, three unearned runs. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, Abreu didn't do well defensively. From I, I couldn't tell what happened because I was listening on the too, radio. Yeah. Right. And so, look, guys, they've. I mean, it just it was a bad game. I mean, they deserved to lose the game today. They played bad baseball, and that's what happens. And then on top of that, you see the range reloading. Uh oh, oh, we have breaking news on the Locked On Astros podcast. The Rangers lost the game to the Padres. This has been a breaking news segment by Eric Heisman. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I was actually just about to say the Rangers lost. I, know. I would like I a little bit of heads something. up before you do that. Thank you, Eric. Um, yeah, the Rangers lost. So the Astros didn't lose any games to the to the division-leading Rangers. They're still one game back, which is good, but you can't depend on them to lose. Um, they're trying to retool. They're trying to go all in. But the game recap today was bad defense, not great pitching, horrible offense. That equals a loss in a Major League Baseball game. It just – you got to move on. You you play the Guardians next. There's really nothing else to say about it. I mean, Graveman came in, scoreless inning, gave a couple hits, but – you know, he came in and did his job. He he didn't he didn't allow any more runs, and I'm sure people were were you know critical of that. Oh no, he had he had one one hit, one hit, one walk, and one K. But yeah. he left with the one inning pitch, and Montero pitched after him, which I thought was interesting, and he had one K. So the back end guys did good. Matan, eh. um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, I just. I'm just miffed at this whole trade deadline thing. I just I have no idea where they're going with it. Yes. Uh, so if you uh, look back to the first inning, Belak walked the first two batters. That's never a good recipe for success. No. And so uh, he was having a lot of trouble throwing strikes early in the game. Uh, the defense didn't uh, help, like you said, at Brayu. So um, I Brandon Belak 
still has the 3.74 ERA. He's still been relatively effective, but this was just not one of his best games overall. And But a lot of people are saying, well, why is he still in this game? Because Dusty Baker, like this was in the fourth inning, uh, Dusty Baker wanted to get some um, innings. Um, he, they, want, they wanted him to eat some innings. Sometimes as a starting pitcher, when it's not your day, you're just going to have to go out there and take it for the team. And that's what uh, Brandon Belak did today. Uh, so I think that it's good. Um, I think that Jose Arquiti made his final start. We'll go ahead and talk about that in a second with uh, in his rehab assignment. Uh, we have some news about what Dana Brown said about a possible rotation coming up soon. And we'll also talk about Dana Brown's comments following the um, – the, I guess the whole, I guess before the game, Dana Brown was on the radio and talked about things. So uh, there's a lot of things going around right now about what the Astros going to do. Are they going to trade for a starter? Are they just going to go get a reliever? Are they going to go get a hitter? Dana Brown is the only one that knows, but um, if you go to FanDuel, that's definitely a great place to kind of uh, just look to see what's possibly can happen. All right, take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you can spend betting on everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. And the Astros play the Guardians Monday, 7, 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. Catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Astros. All right. So I know Dana Brown has kind of gone up and down versus as to what he wants to do at the trade deadline. At first, it was kind of a starter. He wants to go out and get a uh, no a bat at first, and then it was a starter. Now the primary focus is bullpen, even after the Kendall Graveman trade and. So it, he said that on uh, with Robert Ford on 790 before the game today, we like to do a couple more things if we could, if it makes sense price wise. I would really, I really wouldn't want to give up the farm because we have some sustainable winning here. If there's a deal that makes sense, maybe improving the back end of our bullpen a little bit more. Our guys have been taxed. We're we're having some starters go down early. Um, so if we can improve in that area, it'll be outstanding right now we're not in the market for a starter but if something comes available that makes sense we may jump on it and this is what jim bowden said uh jim bowden says dana brown just told us that they are presently not presently in the market for a starting pitcher instead they're focusing on the back end of their bullpen and a left-handed bat but priority is pinned but they could shift at the deadline and could end up with a starter and put a starter in the pen so that's what they said. I just, why would you get a starter to put him in the pen? I don't think I, what I think it, I was talking about this on streaking orange earlier. And I'm thinking that 
let's say you go out and get a Justin Verland or Jordan. Mc oh, wait, you can't. I uh, forgot about that. But uh, if you go out there and get a Justin Verlander or somebody, then possibly you can go ahead and maybe Hunter Brown. He is going to uh, do a um, he's going to face an innings limit at some point. You could possibly put him in the bullpen as maybe you're talking about a piggyback starter. So that could be option or um, so I know, like but that. what I'm saying is if you trade for a starter, I, I, just, I don't I think, don't... I don't think they meant trade for Justin Verlander, put him in the pen. I just no, think... no, I understand that. No, I mean, no, you would not do that. Justin Verlander wouldn't allow that. There was, there's right. no, yeah, no, I, I just, it just, it just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense to me. Okay. Look right. earlier I had tweeted this. Okay. I said either, Justin Verlander trade is inevitable or the Astros believe they have the horses in the barn when they get her kitty back. People started kind of mocking me. And then guess what? Dusty Baker said out All of right. his mouth. Oh, All right. you ready? Thoughts by Dusty. Dusty Baker on Dana Brown saying the Astros aren't in the market for a starting pitcher. This is what he said. We're about to get her kitty back. Hopefully, and hopefully we have enough. I literally said that. I got maligned on, 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 on X or whatever you call it now, Twitter. And I'm like, but they're saying it. They're literally saying it. They think they have enough. And I understand the frustration of fans in this fan base. And I also understand that it's like, I, I, I want a move to get done, but I don't want to compromise the future. But I don't even know if we have a future enough to offer to people to give up in the first place. How many elite prospects do we really have outside right. of Gilbert? Who is oohing and aahing about Clifford down in high A ball? I mean, Clifford is two or three years away from a major league field. Now, I'm not saying he's not going to be a superstar, but he's not a guy that's going to get you a frontline starting pitcher. So I think that I think the tough part is you see the Rangers going all in. Look. The Dodgers went all in uh, like two years ago with a Scherzer and a Turner. What did they do? They failed. We we forget that experience is still key here. You know, I'm a little frustrated that they haven't done more, gotten a Lorenzen or someone like that. But why would you say maybe we'll get a starter and put him in the pen? That doesn't make any sense. That's like, hey, why don't we get Christian Vasquez, a really good catcher, and oh, you know what? Not play him. <laughs> like that Let's is put him on the bench. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, it didn't make any sense then, and it doesn't make any sense now. And that's where I understand a lot of you guys are frustrated, and a lot of us, like, sometimes I don't know how to comment or how to react right. to what they're doing because it's like, what are we doing? Like, are we trying to – I mean, look, the Rangers – I look, Patrick Crichton of 97.5, he goes – the Rangers have pushed all the chips in the middle of the poker table. Now it's up to the Astros to match them. And I'm like, whoa, the problem is I don't think we have the Colts in the stable to offer for the pretty package, you know? Oh, we do. It's just going to hurt. It's going to hurt the farm system. It's already depleted because of the runs to the World Series and the playoffs and just uh, right. losing those uh, picks because losing of those the picks old is huge. Um, 
yeah, that hurt a lot. And so the Astros have had some disadvantages over the years, but uh, they have always found a way around it. Now, this is where it's getting a little bit tight and you see the window uh, potential of a window closing sooner than a lot of fans might have thought. And so I think that Dana Brown is seeing, okay, I think we have a little bit longer window and I want to not trade away all the prospects, but what's going to happen here. And we'll talk about this a little bit uh, later. I think Jim Crane, his relationship with a certain uh, pitcher that's in New York, that could have a big factor on uh, what's the bottom line. And so we'll see pretty soon who has the, who has the, um, overall control as in terms of the trade deadline. Cause you know that Jim Crane is going to go out there and get the best guy. This guy pitched for the sugar, the, sorry, the hooks today. This is Jose Kitty, five innings pitched nine hits, five earned runs, three strikeouts. So granted he got knocked around <laughs> 76 pitches, 56 of them were strikes. So the key thing is he got up to 76 pitches and he threw five innings. So he uh, at when you're pitching in double A, triple A, it doesn't matter. You're just trying to work on your stuff. You're trying to get comfortable. And uh, don't forget that double uh, A, especially um, the hooks, that's known as more of an offensive uh, league and definitely more offensive uh, ballpark. So um, and there's a chance that once he comes back, he's going to be inserted into a six-man rotation. This will allow Hunter Brown and um, J.P. France to kind of not have the innings pile up so quickly. Um, I guess I, sh- I could say Brandon Balak, but I don't know how worried the Astros are about his arm uh, there. But I know that Hunter Brown is and J.P. France are a big concern for the Astros. Yeah, so um, kind of on that note, because we're sitting here talking about arms and, you know, who we're going to get. Matthew's asking, what can we get for Jolks and Myers? I, I really, Myers out of those two holds holds the most value. I, I just don't see Jolks having a ton of value um, unless he's inserted into a team that's maybe competing that maybe has an injury just because of his age. And lately, I mean, he's he's 0 for 29 or 0 for 30. He's he's in a real big slump right now. He came in today, and so he's not performing the way he was a month and a half ago. Now, if he was hot right now, like he was a month and a half ago, the the might the whole line of what have you done for me lately might come into play, and they could really showcase that. Myers of those two has the most value. But a lot of people saw that Mauricio Dubon playing center field for the first time in 2023. Maybe they're showing Justin Verlander. See, we still have your personal center fielder out here. Yeah, <laughs> and I that, said that in Chicken and, Orange. Yeah. yeah, and that's and that's what I'm thinking. I was like, well, I don't, I don't know if they send signals like that. But look, the Rangers getting Jordan Montgomery and and a relief pitcher, and they got Max Scherzer. Um, look, they are all in. I mean. The Rangers are all in, but you still, at the end of the day, have to win. You can't you can't just win the most games. You have to win the last game. And that's where I hope that this team's experience comes into play and they get hot at the right times. Right. And the Rangers are not hot right now. And uh, they also had Nathan Navaldi go on the IL with a um, – I think it was elbow strain. So that's something forearm, that they, was it a forearm, forearm strain or elbow strain? Forearm or elbow, one of those two. So yeah, uh, that's something that we can look up um, in a second. He's out but, four uh, to six weeks. 
Is it that long? Okay, wow. So maybe yeah. that's why the the Rangers are going all in. So we'll talk a little bit more about what the moves the Rangers made. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, Justin Verlander's comments and a little bit more on Baker's comments about Diaz uh, a little bit later. So, uh, But if you get frustrated with uh, some of Dusty's decisions and you just want to maybe have a good brew and just go watch the game and just have um, a good time, why don't you go to Hooters? Yeah, that's right. Hooters is there to make you happy. Why? Because it is the best place to hang out with your buds, drink some buds, and why not be served by the world-famous Hooters girls? They have TVs everywhere, and you can watch not only Astros. You can watch a UFC event. You can watch so many other sporting events there in person. They've got the best wings on tap. They've got the best flavors out there, and they've got weekly specials. But before I get to those weekly specials at NASA, don't forget, they have a ditch day bus trip on the 24th of August versus the Red Sox. Go ask Rosie for tickets. And on August 5th, coming up here in, in several days, they have an eight no thing but a chicken wing tailgate where you can register your cook team to get involved with that. Um, so make sure that you go check out NASA when they have their things. Pearland, when they have their trips. Pearland also has a pageant August 17th. You have to get tickets to that. It's a private event. And on Mondays, buy one, get one wings. Tuesdays, $9.99 burgers and fries. Wednesday, buy one, get one boneless wings. Thursday, $19.99 big wings and big daddy bundle. Friday, $19.83 crab legs. Saturday and Sunday, kids eat free. Remember, if you want to watch the game, you want to hang out where the guys locked on Astros hang out, go to Hooters. Why? Because Hooters makes you happy. And don't forget that 7.10 p.m. on Monday, the Astros play the Guardians of Cleveland. Catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search Astros. Um, going back to Dana Brown's comments, I think a lot of this is possibly a smokescreen. A lot of this is probably just GM talk, just uh, just saying, hey, um, we, we're looking at a reliever. We're, we don't really need a starter. We got we're six deep. We don't really need to go after a starting pitcher. So Justin Verlander would be nice, but we don't really have to get him. So if you take a little bit lesser prospect, we'll go ahead and take him off your hands. So I think there is some negotiation skills there. Uh, what um, I think they're being very strategic as what they're saying. Um, so I think there could be some of that there. But the Rangers are going all out there. I mean, not only did they go out and get Max Scherzer, they got Jordan Montgomery, then they got uh, Chris Stratton at the same time. So they not only in, uh, got two starters, but they also got a reliever. Uh, that's a reliever I thought the Astros could go after as well. Mm -hmm. And they did this with uh, with uh, giving out um, – here it is. They give out, gave out their third, 11th, and 14th overall top prospects wow. and a fringe prospect. So that's pretty good. Uh, and then you see the Toronto Blue Jays go get the guy that I think a lot of Astros fans wanted and Jordan Hicks because – uh, their guy was, um, was went on IL, their closer, um, Romero. So I think this was a way for them to kind of bridge the gap till he comes back. But that would be a good one-two punch in the playoffs, uh, have Jordan Hicks over there. So a lot of teams are making a lot of moves. Nothing against Kendall Graveman, but that is – Typically, that, that's kind of like the Astros type move. You just like other people are going out there getting Juan Soto's, so to speak. And then the Astros go out and get the Kendall Gravemans. And so, I mean, typically it works for them. So I just think that the Astros are not done. And 
I think that Dana Brown has uh, a few moves up his sleeve and he's not going to go out there and say, Hey Chandler, you know what? This is exactly what I'm working on. I just want you to know this. And Chandler Rome's going to be like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Let me go and tweet this out. So everybody on the world knows. Well, yeah. I mean, look, you know, we're wanting them to play checkers where they tell us everything and they're playing chess. They're, they're not going to end. I actually had put out the idea, is this a smokescreen, kind of like you're talking about. They don't ever tell you exactly what they're doing. And y'all have to understand that that there are parts of this game played not only by team, by by agents, but by teams. And they will run information to people to get out there in public, right. to run smokescreens, to be oil slicks, to be things to get you off, like to get your scent off that trail. And there's some gamesmanship done there. And, I mean, yeah, they're going to tell you, hey, we're looking for this, we're looking for that. They're not going to be totally secretive. But at the end of the day, there is definitely a part of this where Dana can't just tell you, look, we're like vigorously talking to Justin Verlander. We saw his press conference and we know how we saw his words. And, like, they're not going to say all that stuff. Um. I'm going to trust the process. I, I, I'm not thrilled with the way it's gone thus far. I do like the Kendall Grateman trade. I think Corey Lee just didn't have a spot on this team. So it didn't really hurt you because he wasn't in your future plans. But where right. they go from here depends on what that cost is ultimately to their future success. Yeah. And so Justin Verlander, he pitched today. I think he had um, a pretty good outing today. So uh, it depends. Uh, he five and one thirds innings. Um, he got his 250th career win. So uh, so he is now in the, his last seven starts. He is four and one with a 1.49 ERA. So he beat the Nationals today five to two. So uh, I think that there's going to be a lot of buyers out there. And the Mets um, trade of Max Scherzer to the Rangers kind of suggests possibly to Justin Verlander. He didn't come out and say it, but he's like, yeah, if y'all are like having a fire sale, if uh, Max Scherzer's out, I'm out too. Like trade me, trade me, Rick, trade me, Rick. He, he was not, he was not happy about that. He, he was, he was clearly upset kind of like, yeah, when I came here, this isn't what we had planned. This is what we had talked about. Right. And it's not like he wasn't only upset with the Mets. He was also upset with Scherzer because Scherzer had to waive a no-trade clause to be traded. So maybe that leads old. to... They're both old, and they both <laughs> want to try to win another... I mean, I'm old. I'm older than both of them, so I can't talk. But you know what I mean. They but know Berlin, their playing time is is limited. Yeah, but Verlander has a deal that could possibly run through 2025. Right. He's got two more years after this, Eric. So, I mean, he's going to Tom Brady this thing. He's going to Aaron Rodgers this thing. He's going to keep playing until his arm is probably not able to be attached right. to his body. You know what I'm saying? And look, I don't see if if I was Verlander, I would go to the Mets because he's apparently going to talk to him. I would say, get me to Houston. I don't care what you got to do. Get me the hell out of here. Like you guys, this is a bum deal. We failed. This experiment didn't work. Bait and this switch. Isn't the super team. Well, <laughs> this isn't the super team we made it out to be. And, um, you know, I mean, why not get him back in Houston again? 
what it at, at what cost. And if you said last night you would not be willing to give up Drew Gilbert for it, and if that's what it takes, to me, if if they take that, if they take him and a bunch of his salary, I don't know. I I still think it's kind of worth it. But what if they get him and they do that? And Verlander, it doesn't deliver a World Series title. Then you're, you know, I I think the Astros are kind of darn if they do and darn if they don't, to be quite honest. Yeah. So I know that the GM came out and said, or um, somebody in the Mets organization came out and said, this is not a rebuild. This is just a, um, this is just a restructuring. And, but we're not going to go into 2024 with the same. Uh, expectations that we've had for the past two years. And you can hear Justin Verlander being in the corner like this. Say what? Uh, You said that we're (laughs) going to be winning these next two years. And now you're saying, well, if we win, it'll be nice, but we're not expecting it. Uh, Check please. So I think that's what you're going to be seeing. And I think uh, he's already kind of uh, thinking about waiving his no trade clause just to go to a, uh, you know, he's, he'll already, he'll be willing to come to Houston and Jim Crane probably wanted him to, to stay in Houston, but he just couldn't match what the, uh, yeah, was, uh, Billy Epler. I couldn't remember what the name was, but uh, Billy Epler said that earlier, but uh, it was definitely something that uh, both sides wanted, but I think that he got more money with the Mets than he possibly could have got with the Astros. But if, if the Astros are able to do that and they, they have to take on a big salary, of Verlander, how that affect uh, re-signing Robert Valdez, Kyle Tucker, yeah, Alex Bregman down the road, and uh, I mean, I don't know. It Kyle will, yeah, that. yeah, it will. It'll have kind of a, a a domino effect there. But you know, before we go, I just want to clear up something. Um, the four to six weeks thing for Nathan Ivaldi is what I think people are estimating. He is on the fifteen day DL, and this is this is an actual report from the Rangers. Um, Ivaldi said he felt sore after that, uh, after the lone start, that was why the club pushed him back following the start against Houston, both an MRI and x-rays came back clean. Ivaldi will see a team physician, Keith Meister, what the club said, and this is, this is a quote from Ivaldi. This isn't something I needed the time to grind through or battle through. We can take time, whether it will be a week or two go from there and be ready for the postseason and toward the end of the season updated July 30th. So those were his words. I think people um, that were in the industry were opining like four to six weeks. And so if it is serious, the more serious nature of four to six weeks, he wouldn't be here until the playoffs got started. So, you know, I think that's why they turned and got some of these guys. I think that's why I think, I think not Scherzer, but I think the Montgomery and these other guys were were a pickup to cover for him and 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 because you don't know really how long he'll be out i just wanted to correct that because i said four to six weeks not that that was said definitively that that's what was assumed would actually be happening but to him it's a week or two so it's okay we make mistakes sometimes but uh, thank you for correcting that and uh, i do want to kind of elaborate on something you said earlier too about yiner diaz and dusty baker uh, Dusty Baker was asked if they've considered having three catchers on the roster to give Yiner Diaz some more flexibility to play. Um, and Dusty Baker said, well, Yiner has trouble with lefties. Everybody's trying to help me manage. I don't really need it. Thank you. <laughs> and when asked about Diaz not playing, you kind of you, you kind of hinted at it, but I'm going to go and read it. I already had it planned. Myers had a big day too. 
He had three hits on Saturday, and he's not in there. You've just got to be careful of changing my plans because of the day. That was already sort of programmed. And then he also said this. Sometimes you got to prepare them in the present for the future. Yes. Everybody's looking for the new right now. Just push the old out. That makes that's the way of the world, but that's but that's the way that's wrong, I think. So this is look, dude, Eric. Look, gosh, I I love Dusty. I I just think sometimes he says too much. I think he tries to explain too much. And when he tries to over-explain, his messaging is not on point. Like it starts out good, and then it's like you just like face palm. Like, I literally put this quote, you know, sometimes you got to prepare them in the present for the future. A Greek baseball philosopher once said on 7-30-23. Just like, who says this stuff? Just, look, just say, look, it was it was a planned day off. I love that he had a he had a big day, but our players prepare differently. When they're playing, they have a routine. When they're not playing, they have a routine. He had his routine to not play. So we weren't going right. to put him out there in Indrum. Say that. Be clean yes. about your message. The PR is terrible from this team. They've got to message better. People are going to nitpick, and as closely as people follow this, as passionate as we are about our team, we just want people to tell us the truth. Quit blowing smoke up our skirts and be freaking honest with us. That's all we're asking, dude. I don't have a skirt, by the way. I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying. I it's, know it's, it's just frustrating, dude. It's frustrating. It's so like, quit trying to say all this extra stuff. Just. Just say what it is and be honest with us. We're intelligent, dude. Right. Just stop it. Stop with the and 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 like honestly, I, I gotta say this, Dusty. Get off your high horse, dude. Like you have gotten like really like like you're taking it personally. Oh, people are telling me how to manage. Yeah, they're gonna be critical. You know what? Don't don't listen to them. Right. Just do your thing, man. Like, don't feel like you have to answer for everything. Just say it's a planned day off and leave it at that. Yeah. I mean, go watch Moneyball and look how Billy Bean dealt with it. You've been traded. You know, she has your papers. She'll she'll give you information. Thank you. Good luck. Like, anyways, I'm sorry. I just I just get tired because it, it sounds like they're making excuses, Eric. And I, I just really get tired of it. Well, you know how they have the term mansplaining? Maybe uh, that's just dusty-splaining. So we'll just call that dusty explaining from now on. Maybe we need to make a slide that's just called dusty explain. <laughs> so uh, anyway, oh, uh, that's man. all Sorry. we got for this edition of the Locked On Astros podcast. Uh, we're going to be facing the newest guardian tomorrow, Noah Syndergaard. So that's going to be definitely a must-see TV. And the guardians are still battling for the playoffs. So this should be an interesting matchup. So I uh, thank you for watching the Locked On Astros podcast. And uh, thank you for uh, making us your first listen. And just go out, uh, just make sure you go subscribe to us and make us your first listen. Become every day on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you check out your podcast. Go and check out Eric, that's me, and Brett, this guy over here. I think I did it right this time. And on the Lockdown Astros podcast. And we'll be back tomorrow. And hopefully we'll be talking about a trade pretty soon. Go Strokes. Go Strokes. Just play Diaz tomorrow, please.